Hello, hello, hello. What is up? And welcome to Off the Books, where we're surfing the uncharted waters of accounting, of finance, and wherever else those waves take us. Off the Books is brought to you by Workiva, the number one platform for all things risk, reporting, and compliance. It's the best invention since Macaulay Culkin invented the Talkboy. I'm Drew Dubner, and I am your host. I am not an accountant, but I like asking questions of people who are so finance professionals can do their jobs better. And today, I'm just asking questions of one person, and that's Steve Soder. Hey, Steve. Hey, Drew. Would you tell the fine folks at home who you are? Absolutely, Drew. This is Steve Soder, accounting enthusiast and Diet Coke aficionado. I'm looking forward to debiting some triviality in our discussion today. Oh, yes, I'm looking forward to all of this. Um, and, and Drew, I'll be honest, I will need your help. My mouth is actually full of new dental work, so I'm talking a little bit funny. I'm also hopped up a little bit on some meds after an outpatient surgery I had this week. So if things get a little bit loopy, you'll need to you'll need to bear with me here. Let's do it. Being mildly under the influence of barbiturates is the perfect time to take on such an important task. You know, Steve, since I've been locked in my house, I spend way too much time on my phone, which usually devolves into the most idiotic corners of the Internet, which means memes and Facebook and Twitter and stuff. But Steve, you know, because I'm not an accountant, like I say 10 times a day, but I am trying to be smarter, I need some help understanding these accounting memes that I come across. I pass them off to you. I'm hopefully you can just kind of walk me through them and help me understand what the heck's going on. Yeah. Hey, we've done this once before. I'm happy to try to do it again. Uh, let's, let's get at it. Yes. Steve's going to explain some accounting memes. Okay. So our first meme. It's a, it's a text meme. It's just a block of text. There's no pictures. So in your mind's eye, it's just a blank slate. And it says, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but at least I've never tried to depreciate land. This got a whole bunch of clicks and likes and stuff, but I don't know why. Help me understand this, Steve. Okay. Well, as an accountant, this actually was a little bit humorous. And there's a couple things going on here. So... I think the first is that there's humor in this because the person is finding solace that he or she never tried to depreciate land. And the reason why that's funny, Drew, nobody would depreciate land. Like as an accountant, it's just one of those things you don't do. Um, it's a little bit like saying, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but at least I've never confused my shirt with my pants. <laughs> um, Drew, you don't depreciate land and most people probably don't confuse their shirts with their pants. So that's accounting 101. It's the first thing you learn on the first day. Don't depreciate land. Uh, well, maybe not the first day, perhaps the second or third. Okay. Um, but let's get into why. The last time we talked about memes, we actually talked about assets. And, and really quick, just for everybody to level set, an asset is something you own or control today that's going to provide some kind of benefit in the future. Let's say Off the Book Studios provides laptops to our employees. Now, Drew, of course, we don't because we don't have any money. But yeah. if we did, let's say we gave them laptops, and let's assume those laptops are good for three years, just okay. kind of you know making a swag there. Well, so generally in accounting, the way it works is that you take the cost of those laptops and you recognize that expense over those three years. So as a $1,500 laptop, you would recognize $500 a year for three years. Hmm. Now, back to the meme and back to land. Well, the thing is, it's assumed that land has an indefinite useful life. In other words, you can't consume land like you could a laptop or you could supplies or even a building. You know, at some point, a building uh, needs to be repaired and replaced. So 
you never depreciate land because it has an indefinite useful life. This is clicking now. Land doesn't go bad. It's not a laptop. Land doesn't go bad. It's not a laptop. You're exactly right. Um, And it gets back to a fundamental accounting principle, which is really the thing that you probably would learn on day one or two or whatever, is that generally speaking in accounting, most things are recognized and recorded at their historical cost, including in this example, land, rather than its current fair value. Obviously, the value of real estate goes up and down. We all know that, but that's not how it works generally in accounting. Gotcha. So back to the meme. The text says, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but at least I've never tried to depreciate land. That's funny because that's the most obvious thing in the world. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but at least I've never put my shirt on the lower part of my body. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Now, I actually did try to put my shirt on the lower part of my body because of that medication that I'm taking, but (laughs) I'm not going to put that in a meme, so we don't have to worry about that. Let's let's be grateful this is an audio podcast. Uh, Definitely grateful for that. Okay, Steve, I've got two more for you, but frankly, I really don't understand this one. I'm just flabbergasted. I'm gobsmacked. That is the first time I've used the word gobsmack. I'm just, it's, it's that confusing, dude. Okay, so here we go. So on the left hand, we have a tweet from the president-elect Joe Biden. And the tweet says, I'll ban LIFO, L-I-F-O, LIFO. Um, and on the right, it shows the electoral college map of the U.S. And it Biden just stomped Trump on that. It says all 538 went to Biden presumably based on his his tweet. What I'm taking away from this is banning LIFO is so important, so useful that it will give him the presidency. But where it's funny and what I don't get is what LIFO is. So for the LIFO me, I just don't get it. Boom. Drew, Boom. very well done. Um, okay, so LIFO. LIFO uh, stands for last in first out. So if you think about, um, think about a pantry, let's think about uh, cans of soup and you get home from the grocery store and you're going to take stuff out of the grocery bags and you're going to put them in your shelf, right? Um, Okay. I get we. So the last in the first out. Yeah. Now, now the way that you run a pantry though, because that's how you end up with a bunch of moldy bread in the back. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's important when it comes to accounting and let's put a pin in that for just a moment. We got to get to another theoretical kind of element of this okay. and we'll get all back. We'll get back to this LIFO stuff. So, so let's get to the accounting. So Drew, just a question. If you were going to go in business and sell one thing, just one product, what would it be? Um, mechanical pencils. Oh my goodness. You might be an accountant after all. I mean, uh, if you could pack well, if you could package those mechanical pencils with a large uh, 10 key, um, I think you could do really well for our accounting audience. So, okay, let's say that you sold 100 mechanical pencils a month for $10 each, mm-hmm. and you buy these mechanical pencils from your supplier in Ames, Iowa. Well, the thing is, because that supplier likes you so well, they try to get you the best price possible, Drew, and Sometimes they'll sell you a mechanical pencil at five bucks, or sometimes they'll sell you to you at six bucks. The price always fluctuates just a little bit. But the thing is, those pencils are indistinguishable from each other. You couldn't tell a $5 one from a $6 one. And Drew, you're going to sell them for $10 no matter what. Mm-hmm. So 
let's say at the beginning of the month, you have no mechanical pencils on hand. So you start to buy them from your supplier and the price starts out at $6, but then something happened or whatever. And by the end of the month, you were buying them for $5. Gotcha. Well, if you're going to close the books for that month and say, okay, how many pencils did I sell and what did it cost me? Well, some are going to be at five and some are going to be at six. And you may not actually know the difference between you selling a $5 pencil and a $6 pencil. So what you would have to do is if you're using LIFO, last in, first out, you would recognize the cost at $5 at first because those were the most recent ones that you bought. And then you would work your way backwards to where you were recognizing them for a cost at $6, which is going to be the first ones that you bought. Gotcha. Okay. Last in, first out. Last in, first out. If you were using FIFO, first in, first out, it would be the exact opposite. You mm -hmm. would start at the higher $6 cost because that's where you started buying them for the month. And then eventually you would get to where it was $5. So last in, first out. And to get back to a pantry, that's exactly right. Most people use a last in, first out thing because your pantry generally has a wall at the very end of it with your shelf. So mm -hmm. you're going to put this cans of soup all the way back, and then you're just going to grab the one closest to you, not gotcha. reach all the way behind and get the other ones. Gotcha. Does that make so, sense? Yes, but I don't understand why people despise it. I was hoping you would say that. So yes. to get back to the recent election, um, so we were reminded uh, in this last election that in many places, in-person ballots are actually counted before mail-in ballots. And if you remember, uh, Donald Trump encouraged his supporters to go vote in person. There was mm -hmm. you know, supposed distrust of, of the mail-in system, whatever. Sure. Well, the theory is that because you vote, because in-person ballots are counted first, that it showed an initial lead for Donald Trump. Even though these these jurisdictions were sitting on piles of mail-in ballots, they couldn't count those until all of the in-person ballots were counted. Last in, first out. Meaning the in-person ballots were the last in. They were the very first to be counted, which showed an early lead for Donald Trump. And as many of us were sitting there watching the election returns, you were starting to see that kind of early lead for the, uh, for the Republicans. Mm -hmm. Well... By the time they got to all the in-person, or excuse me, by the time they got to all of the mail-in ballots, which generally leaned more towards Joe Biden, that's when things started to flip. So Joe Biden is saying, and if and it's funny, if you look at the tweet, um, the tweet supposedly was November 4th, election day at 6.50 p.m. That would have been probably the apex or so of when all those in-person ballots have been counted. That probably showed the greatest likelihood of the lead for Donald Trump. Every, you know, I would assume Joe Biden and the Democrats were discouraged. Well, then they started to count the mail-in ballots, of course, went the other way. And, you know, we all know what happens uh, happened to the election. That's why he banned LIFO. No LIFO counting of ballots for elections under President Joe Biden. Steve, this had more layers than I thought. It got really <laughs> political. It's the counting. I mean, you did a phenomenal job of explaining that, given that you are hopped up on goofballs right now. Oh, I am high as a kite, Drew. <laughs> Well, and, and speaking of uh, high as a kite, um, I'm going to have to be high as a kite to understand this next one. Uh, okay, so this one's another image, so put your mental envisioning cap on. 
um, there is, it's an image of a really old looking guy. And I guess he's wearing like a, a hooded sweatshirt of some kind. And it says, now witness the power of this fully operational accounting system. I, it, I'm assuming this is related to like Star Trek or something. Uh, this is this is where I admit I know nothing about Star Trek or Star Wars. Drew, I just have to say that your lack of certain pop culture references and awarenesses is half part maddening, half part very endearing. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad we finally got to Star Wars. Um, I knew that you weren't really a Star Wars guy. You've just kind of proved it for our audience. Um, I think your stock just went up, Drew, because everybody's went things. up. You know what? People see the emotional honesty that you're bringing to saying, hey, I'm just I'm not a Star, a Star Wars guy. Hey, I mean, I got to be vulnerable. What can I say? Exactly. Okay. So for our audience, let me just round out the description. This is um, this is uh, Emperor Palpatine or oh, Darth sure. Sidious um, cool. with his black hood. And this is going to be in episode six, Return of the Jedi, which is where he says, and, and I'll quote here. He says, now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. And in fact, I even came prepared. Let's actually listen to the audio on uh, YouTube. Okay. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. I love it. Don't you love that? That's so I love good. that. I don't know what the hell it means, but I like it. Well, I'll explain to you what it means. So, uh, again, this is uh, Return of the Jedi, Episode 6. So basically what's going on here, Drew, is that you have the Rebel Alliance, or the good guys. They're fighting the Empire and the Emperor the bad guys, and the Emperor has been constructing a second Death Star. And when I say Death Star, I hope you know what I'm talking about. So, like, some of the Star Wars stuff, and I could do a whole other episode on this, but some of the Star Wars stuff just ends up in the, the pop culture zeitgeist, and I understand it. I, I've heard of the Death Star. I've heard of Luke Skywalker. I don't know the, the full etymology and history and lore of all of this stuff. Okay. Well, think of it this way. The Death Star is like this massive uh, planet-sized, moon-sized uh, killing machine that can basically like shoot this laser and blow up worlds. Luke Skywalker destroyed the first one in the very first, at least uh, in terms of timing, um, that was that was issued as a movie. The one that came out in the 70s, right? Exactly. So Luke, so Luke Skywalker destroyed the first one. This is now the second one. And again, this is going to be two movies ahead of that. And it's a big deal. And basically what happens is that this rebel alliance have, you know, set up this plan so they can destroy this second Death Star. However, um, Emperor Palpatine actually led them um, into this trap. They didn't realize, the rebel alliance didn't realize that the second Death Star was actually working and was operational and now there's this kind of climax of the movie where you've got Luke Skywalker. He actually has Darth Vader there. And this is Emperor Palpatine saying, you know what? Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. Mm, okay. So he's just bragging. He's being like, ha ha. Exactly. Now witness the firepower. Exactly. Now, how does this relate to accounting? Well, what the meme says is, now witness the power of this fully operational accounting system. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is really just a reference to perhaps a general ledger, perhaps an ERP. Um, you know, I think sometimes it's a surprise when those things actually work and when they're ready to go live. 
And so this could be somebody like, hey, now witness the power of this accounting system. Um, it could be because these things are somehow kind of cobbled together, whatever, and maybe you don't really expect them to work. Um, and, and, and honestly, when you put one of those in place and you deploy, it's a little bit of a mad scientist kind of ways of linking everything that needs to be linked and cobbling everything together. And, you know, you hope that it does what it's supposed to do and spits out reliable financial information. To me, I think really the meme is funny because that's just something you say when you're trying to show off the power of something like, Drew, I bet now you're going to start to say this when you spray for ants around your house <laughs> or when you plug in that original 8-bit Nintendo entertainment system. I think that's why this is funny, Drew. Not witness the power of this podcast. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I understand a little bit more about accounting and just a smidgen more of Star Wars. I'm sure... Steve, you could school me on Star Wars for a day. I oh, guess I could no. just go watch the movies at some point. The The first three came out in like the 70s or 80s. And right around the time I was like in eighth grade, freshman in, in high school, the, the other ones came out. The newer ones came out. And I told myself, hey, you know, I haven't seen any of the original three. I'll just wait until all the other ones are out. And then I'll just watch them all together. So there's isn't much more sequential that way. I never did. I never went back and watched them. And now there's too many and I don't know where to start. Um, well, you can start anywhere. I mean, I mean, the nice thing I think about Star Wars is that uh, to varying degrees, they're all pretty good standalone movies. And so I think you could start with any of them. I actually think you could start in any way. They're great movies, to be honest with you. Well, that's what I'll do over my holiday break. You'll have plenty of time, I'm sure. Speaking of which, quick question of the day. Steve, since you're my only subject, what sort of holiday present are you getting for yourself? You know what? This is not going to be a funny answer, but I will tell you the honest truth. I did a nine-day uh, cleanse in terms of the food that I was eating and the exercise that, that I was doing. It was after, of course, the uh, you know overeating and excesses of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually told myself, I said, you know what, that's going to be the present I'm going to give myself. I've completed it. I am now enjoying the benefits. At this time uh, of December, usually I'm feeling pretty crappy because I'm eating like a cow. But now I actually feel great because I'm eating like a little rabbit. I don't think that's this great. is going to, I don't think this is going <laughs> to prolong forever, but for now I feel fine. Now witness the power of the fully <laughs> operational Steve Soder. <laughs> I'm Drew Dubner. This has been Off the Books. Please subscribe, leave a review, or tell your buddies if you like the show. Speaking of which, if you want to be on the show, if you want to yell at us, write us at offthebooks, all one word, at workiva.com. Surf's up, happy holidays, and see you on the next wave. <laughs> <laughs>